This is Eat, You'll Feel Better, a podcast about the food mood connection. I'm your host, food journalist Mary Beth Albright. Today, my challenge is this. How do I convey in words the astonishing power of that critical part of all of our emotional well-being that is known as the gut microbiome? I know it doesn't sound sexy, but here's what I came up with. What part of your body influences so many facets of emotional well-being? Your sleep, the amount and quality of sleep, how your body recovers after exercise, your sex drive, whether you respond to medication, your mood, your mental health, the list goes on. And is so powerful that 21st century researchers call it a newly discovered organ in the human body. And it's not even human. It's your gut microbiome. And the fastest way we know of to improve your gut microbiome is through food. Okay, so what is it? A microbiome is a collection of microbes who live together in a certain space. And P.S., I'm using who because a microbe is a tiny living thing, so tiny that it can only be seen through a microscope. And it's its own living entity. It has its own DNA. It has its own life cycle. And these microbes, yeah, they're living inside of you, specifically in your gut. So there are trillions of microbes living in your digestive tract. And that's what we mean when we say the gut microbiome, this collection of trillions of microbes. And by digestive tract, I mean from your mouth all the way to the other end, where the, the places where food goes through. Um, and a gut microbiome is like a fingerprint. No two people have the same gut microbiome. No two people have the exact same trillions of microbes living inside of them. Um, I, the, the types of microbes, the quality of microbes, everyone is a little bit different. And there are lots of ways to have a healthy gut microbiome. Um, somebody who lives in India will have a very different gut microbiome than someone who lives in Iceland, than someone who lives in Australia. A lot of it depends on your environment. But unlike a fingerprint, the gut microbiome changes. In part, it changes in response to what we eat. Because what we eat is what the microbes eat. And those are the things that have such impact on our sleep, on our sex drive, on our emotional well-being overall. And even the type of microbes you have inside of you depend on what you eat. A lot of these microbes are bacteria and viruses that live inside of you. And a lot of people, when they think of bacteria and viruses, it's like, those are bad things, right? Some bacteria and viruses are incredibly beneficial, and some are not so much. But when the microbes live together in that microbiome, they work together too. And the microbes work together to do things with food that humans on our own can't do, that our bodies can't do. Only the microbes, these things that are not human that live inside of us, are the things that can accomplish some amazing things with the right kinds of raw ingredients. Raw ingredients, of course, it's food. 
So let me give you an example to put this all into practical perspective. The microbes that live in your gut convert those raw materials, your food, any, any food that you eat is their raw materials, and they can convert that food into neurotransmitters. So maybe you've heard of these neurotransmitters in your emotional well-being journey. Neurotransmitters like dopamine, neurotransmitters like serotonin, and like GABA. Your body could not do it without your gut microbiome. Because when your microbes metabolize and digest the food you eat, those microbes produce substances and byproducts. It's just byproducts of the digestion process, same as your body. They produce byproducts. But the byproducts that they produce from metabolizing the food that you eat are things like dopamine and serotonin. And what kinds of substances your microbes produce will depend also on what kinds of microbes you have in your gut. Because remember, not everyone's is the same. In fact, everyone has a different gut microbiome and everyone will have different kinds of microbes living inside of their gut that depend on a lot of things like environment, but it also depends a lot on what you feed your microbiome. You want to feed the beneficial microbes what they need to produce that serotonin and dopamine. And you want to have the kinds of microbes that encourage more of the substances that make you feel good and that enhance your overall emotional well-being. For example, you may have heard of tryptophan. Tryptophan is an amino acid in proteins like turkey. And the reason you may have heard of it is every Thanksgiving, you see articles about how tryptophan makes you sleepy and tryptophan is in Turkey, and that's why everyone falls asleep after Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, to me, it's like, you know, you just ate a lot of food, you're falling asleep, you're, you're sitting in front of a television, you're sleep deprived, and you finally get a chance to have some sleep on a vacation day. But also, it is true that tryptophan can make you sleepy, and here's why. How you react to tryptophan, whether it makes you re feel relaxed and sleepy depends in part on which microbes, what kind of microbes, what kinds of bacteria and viruses are in your gut microbiome, are inside of you right now. Because there's one kind of microbe that will help convert tryptophan into serotonin, which we have all heard is very highly beneficial for emotional well-being. But another kind of microbe that you may have in your gut microbiome converts tryptophan into an inflammatory substance, a compound called kinurinine. And inflammation anywhere in the body is associated with lower emotional well-being, including with depression, anxiety, and all kinds of other emotional well-being issues. And we've talked about inflammation in previous episodes. We will talk a lot more about it in the future because inflammation can wreak havoc with emotional well-being. And P.S., I love my serotonin. And you know, with serotonin, store-bought is fine. If your doctor has recommended an antidepressant medication, <laughs> stay on it if it's working for you. Um, it's also good to make your own serotonin. And so what we can do with food is create the conditions 
that science shows us can support our emotional well-being. And this is why, to me, it's not surprising at all that some of the most recent research, and I mean in the past 10 years, since science really started looking at the gut microbiome, it's really exploded in the past decade, 15 years, because people are going from looking at how our genes, how our human genes affect our health, to how the non-human genes living inside of us, those bacteria genes and those virus genes, affect our health. And it's a really fascinating new, new area of interest that has implications for all kinds of health issues and a lot of brain issues. They're looking at it with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Um, there's a lot of evidence that what happens in the gut microbiome is incredibly important for the brain. Um, some of the most interesting research, there are two I'll, men I'll mention. One is that people with the most diverse gut microbiomes, the most different kinds of microbes, have the best health outcomes, emotional well-being-wise and otherwise, that when you have a diverse gut microbiome, you're going to have better health. Those two things are linked. The second is that eating fermented food, and, that, and fermented food is food that contains beneficial bacteria. Um, usually, if you get it from the refrigerated section, those live bacteria are still alive in there. A good example here is, is drinkable yogurt. It's also known as kefir. But if you get drinkable yogurt, that's what it is. And it's associated, those fermented foods are associated with lower social anxiety in people who have anxiety disorders. So, and, and the list goes on. There's a lot of research like this. Um, but you really, if you're concerned about emotional well-being and you're someone who loves food, the gut microbiome should be somewhere in your head of things that you are curious about and want to learn more about. So here's your practical thing for the week. Um, because every week I try to give something that it takes the science and it's a practical way that you can really put it in action. And it all begs the question, what do our microbes like to eat? Because I want to feed them things that's going to encourage them to do things that are beneficial to my long-term emotional well-being. Microbes love to eat fiber, mostly soluble fiber. Honestly, I don't split hairs here. It's hard enough in an ultra-processed food world to get fiber. So I just focus on fiber generally. If you're like somebody who's already getting enough fiber and you want to focus on something, soluble fiber is great. But, um, but make sure you get your fiber from a diversity of foods. Because we talked about the, the gut microbiome loves that diversity and I know I talk a lot about fiber, but it's so critical. And, and just in recent years, I mean, we used to think that the gut was just a place where nutrients were extracted from food, where the body took everything that it needed from food, and then it just passed out whatever it didn't need, came out the other end. But now we know these incredible active things happening in our guts. And that's all thanks to the gut microbiome. And we're going to talk a lot about it in future episodes. That's a lot of science right now. But for now, focus on some fiber, feed your microbes, and remember that the best parts of us 
aren't even human. I'm Mary Beth Albright, and until next week, let's remember, choosing what to eat is always a privilege. Bye for now.